Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, living somewhere between that second and third USB rotation. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Pretty good. I like that one. Freaking quantum mechanics. <laughs> We're your quantum podcast. <laughs> okay, so uh, we just finished having our little reunion with Rogyar. Told him, hey, uh, just quick heads up, you might have a stroke one day and it will come without warning. Um, and then you guys decided to, you know, you like you visited, you spent some time and you decided to return to Yoli's pond, uh, courtesy of our greater teleport. And I know that's where we left the last session off on with you guys teleporting, but then we kind of got into some conversations of why don't we just take an international shopping spree? So I think we're going to do that. Everybody who's been with us up to now knows how uh, shopping can be a little frustrating because you go into a town and you're like, all right, I know exactly what I want. And you go and you see what the town has for sale and nothing of what you want is on the list. You know, I've I've kind of made a little house rule to kind of help with that a little bit, but um, we decided uh, to just kind of go visit as many metropolises as our genus's spell slots will allow, and we're going to kind of just uh, stack the deck in terms of these uh, random magic item availability is concerned. So do we have, do we have an idea of what cities we want to visit? Like, we don't need to dwell on this too much i know absalom is kind of the gold standard and that's like the big city mm-hmm. i heard uh rosslar's coffer was the <laughs> beautifulest time of year <laughs> thriving metropolis <laughs> i know valbar would also probably throw out there both the cities of quantium and the, that's what that's in that's the capital of nex which is mm-hmm. near Geb, and also Yo, the that place of- sounds awesome. What's <laughs> what, tell me more about Quantia and Nex? Is it like a future city? <laughs> Nex, well, Quantium is kind of like it's one of like the it's like arcane, arcane hubs. Wonder. Yeah, it's one of the arcane <sighs> hubs of the world um, because the country of Nex was founded by the wizard named Nex, who has a like centuries long feud going with Geb. And the uh, next disappeared a while ago, and Geb refuses to believe he's dead, and it's a whole thing. But anyway, next is basically like this whole arcane wonderland type of place. That sounds magical. Let's go there. For how powerful we all kind of observe Geb to be, uh, Nex historically was equivalent in power to the point where the two rulers were kind of at like a stalemate for hundreds of years. So, uh, we should find that guy. What are we doing fighting this on our own? <laughs> Geb's, uh, Geb's legacy is, you know, ultimate, uh, efficiency through undeath. Uh, Nex's legacy is, like, just this wonderland of magical convenience and splendor. Sweet. Yeah. But Valbar would also suggest going to Mechatar, the capital of Geb. To. <laughs> that's true he'd probably know his way around yeah and it would be a way for him to maybe extol the 
virtues of undeath. It's not all bad. Like, the Whispering Tyrant doesn't represent all of undeath. Come see what good right. it can do. <laughs> I have a problem with Geb himself, so fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Our genus has firsthand knowledge of some of Geb's, uh, at least in the modern day, some of his most heinous acts. I ain't pay him any sort of uh, gold tax for any magic items I get from there, so fuck him. That's fair. And you are technically the one driving, so... Yep. Our genius with his cute little chauffeur hat. <laughs> beep, beep, everyone. Hop on. <laughs> so what's our first stop? Well, like, like I said, we don't need to like dwell too much on this, but like, just for the sake of like taking a little tour, I, like we can kind of talk about some of these cities if there's something to talk about. If there's something like actually substantial to address in terms of this campaign, then we can always, you know, do that too. I'm not only going to refer to something from this campaign. I'm going to refer to something from the last campaign that was brought up. I really want to go to Port Peril to see the destruction. (laughs) If there is any, Mm. what destruction destruction is that? Yeah. You mean the uh, <laughs> the economic and cultural black hole that is uh, Captain Devoth's uh, reign? Yeah. Hurricane King Devoth's reign. Put some respect on his name. Sorry, Jeez, sorry. Alex. Or, you know, the three-headed shark that is <laughs> that might be eating it. Who? What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's like that song, three-headed shark, do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah classic um all right well i mean is that our first stop everybody uh, i i defer to the chauffeur um, you know i don't, I don't <laughs> we, want to but... we go to ev- oh, anybody's kitchen just somebody's kitchen let's go to ikea they got mad kitchens <laughs> all right first stop is port peril uh for those of you who have not listened to our skull and shackles campaign uh, sorry, but some minor spoilers. This is the capital city of the Shackles, the pirate-run archipelago nation uh, at the southern southern tip of the Mwangi Expanse. Uh, it's a fair ways away from the inner sea, but still technically part of that region. Um, the ruler of the Shackles... Uh, out of the capital city metropolis, Port Peril, is uh, Hurricane King Devoth Sharksbane Songcleaver. And, uh, yeah, this place is a, uh, it's a rough and tumble, live fast, die faster kind of place. Um, but the people are, well, some people are good people, some people are just outright disgusting people. It's a, it's a nation of pirates. Um, but, if there's something obscure or illegal or dangerous that you're looking for, going to Port Peril is not a bad first stop. Now, I've heard of this Devoth fellow, but who's his like right ma- right hand man? Uh, I think it was Feex Rusk. No, <laughs> that was <laughs> Lemon. Say the name I want you to say. No. <laughs> you mean Manny? R.I.P. <laughs> oh, Scram! That's. <laughs> No, that fucking nerd is off in uh, oh, right. Aslan somewhere. Uh, no, th- his his right-hand man would probably be Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl, at that's this who point. it is. Cheryl the Barrel. 
uh, because Ivan kind of went off to go find his grandfather at the end. And Cheryl's actually up in Taldor, if we recall. Well, who's to say who's to say at what point these timelines are taking place? Um, yeah, Owl, Owlbear is there too. He should have been in charge. I mean, he, depending on the whims of Devoth, he could very well be the right hand, right hand man, and Cheryl is just the left hand man. Hey, left hand's still pretty good. Safer than being the right hand man. Yep. Yeah, left hand left hand usually has a pretty dirty job to do though. <laughs> That's supposed to be sexual? (laughs) I don't know. All right. Uh, So you arrive in you arrive in Port Peril, and while it's it's unclear why our genus might have been expecting it to be destroyed or devoured, um, I still have no idea what this three-headed shark is. Uh, But yeah, it it is not uh, destroyed. Uh, It seems to be a thriving metropolis. Um, kind of weird though. Now, Port Peril is this, uh, very wide bay, uh, with a crescent island, uh, kind of creating a lagoon that the city kind of wraps itself around. And kind of unusual looking is this big clump of, uh, floating rock and rubble that is kind of like hovering in place about 500 feet above the lagoon. Um, And by rock and rubble, I mean like you could probably like build a castle on it. Like it's a big, it's a big hunk of earth that is like one main piece, but there's like a bunch of like smaller pieces broken off and it's kind of like all like like it's not like spinning quickly, but it seems to be kind of like, like orbiting, in place. Sounds awesome. It only seems strange. Um, yeah, that's and awesome. That's odd. While you guys are are shopping, uh, doing your thing, you're approached by a a rat folk. He says, "Um, excuse me. Oh my god. Uh, would you happen to be? Uh, and he like he looks down at a." A sheet of paper. Uh, Uhtred, uh, Arginus, Valbar, and Thalias? Uh, <laughs> uh, were we expected somehow? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. My my lord Devoth uh, would like an audience with you. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is Arginus' fault. <laughs> Just, uh, I'll get us out of here, guys. Arginus obliges. He goes along with it. Yeah. Uh, what would your Lord Devoth want with us? Uh, an audience. If you are in the middle of something, uh, that's fine. Uh, but uh, I will meet you at the docks in one hour, and I'll be happy to bring you to him. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't see why not. I whispered to Arginus, it sounds like we can't say no. It's completely up to you. No pressure. No. Oh. Well, in that case, I think the oh, fans would go. riot if we didn't do this. <laughs> you feel you feel the pressure just, build. <laughs> you just leave. I didn't want to do it when I felt like I was being coerced to do it, but now that it's my choice, yeah, 
That sounds you know, great. I, I can tell this is a dead end. Uh, why don't you you you, have, you guys have a nice day? I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? No, we, we there was never a question if we were going or not. We're definitely going. I start nodding, getting everyone else to nod along with me. Oh, okay. Well, if you're ready right now, then you can come with me. Should I wear anything specific or bring anything like a cheese board? Oh, uh, hell, hell yes, you can bring some cheese. <laughs> That would make me very happy. Well, if we go now, I don't have any cheese on me, so... Then stop wasting my time and follow me. <laughs> well, all right, then. What a roller coaster. <laughs> all right, so uh, you follow this uh, mysterious, uh, well-spoken rat folk uh, down to the docks. He brings you on a... A small but very comfortable uh, sailing ship that uh, brings you across the lagoon to, uh, in addition to a crescent-shaped island, there's also a smaller island kind of uh, bridging the gap uh, at the north end of the lagoon between the mainland and the crescent island. And uh, perched on that smaller island is a very fabulous-looking castle. Uh, Fabulous... uh, for for a pirate, for sure. Uh, but yeah, he, he brings you across, and then a horse-drawn carriage is waiting for you at the docks, and you go in, and you're just kind of escorted uh, up this long uh, this long road, going up the a the cliffs the like the western cliff side of the of the island, and you eventually arrive at the castle. Awesome! I'm more excited by the step. At first, it was like, "Who's this fucking guy, and why does what does he want to do with us?" Then it felt like, it's, you know, you can't say no to the boss. And now it's like, "Well, look at this place." <laughs> um, so yeah, you're you're brought you're brought through. There's uh, it's a little labyrinthine in uh, nature, but within a couple minutes, you're brought into a large, uh, like a great hall. It seems like a place where you might hold like a great feast. And sitting at the far end, uh, in a high-backed throne, is a half-orc, uh, wearing this, uh, bicorn hat, and then kind of centered in the bicorn hat, kind of, like, cradled in that little, like, divot that they have, uh, is an exquisite-looking crown. Flanking this half-orc, uh, you see a, uh, a short, fat, bald, if handsome, man, uh, in a comfortable but not quite as large looking uh, chair and on the other side in a uh, similar chair you see uh, a very muscular uh, shaven head shaven headed human they all look at you and it's a pretty like relaxed atmosphere and the half orc sees you come in he stands up and uh, he hails you greetings I am Devoth Sharksbane Songcleaver, Admiral of Fort Hazard, Lord of Sharkbane Island, Captain of the Chainbreaker, and Hurricane King of the Shackles. If I'm not mistaken, you would be the Phrasma 4? Clias just shakes his head it's like, spread. I can't believe this. It's yeah. spread like the plague. How? Yes. How is it even spread? Oh my god, we were sent by Uncle and Thute finally. <laughs> Someone gets it. I'll uh, take that as a yes. Yes. Ah, good. Well, I'll get right to the point. 
Even down here in the shackles, we get news of events throughout the inner sea. Word has reached me here of certain happenings up north, namely some undead tyrant guy causing a fuss around Lake and Carthen. More like the undead tyrant is active again. Ah, well, whoever this guy is. From what I've heard, he's a pretty dangerous character. Devoth knows about the Whispering Tyrant, right? Maybe? I feel like there was a whole There was a whole song about it from Crunch Bar, right? I think he, like, referenced him once, but I don't know if that would have, like, stuck with Devoth. No. I, I don't know, may, like, Matt, Matt can say for sure, but I feel like even if he did know, he'd be, like, just purposefully aloof about it. Yeah, he'll play it a little close to the chest and just try to gauge reactions before he dives in. I hear this guy's a bit of a big deal. He's, uh, he's a big deal up north. Well, I also hear that you four have taken a personal interest in interfering with his larger plans. You could say that, yes. Uh, I guess my first official question is this. What exactly brings you and your particular mission to the shackles? (laughs) Oh, that's because of me. Uh, You see, I have a fun (laughs) new uh, ability that allows me to uh, travel to wherever I want. (laughs) That didn't answer my question. Oh, uh, uh we're shopping. <laughs> it's a it's a shopping day. Oh, well, that's good. I was worried that Tyrant Guy had found his way down to my stretch of shoreline. Uh, uh if you don't mind, sir, uh, do you mind if I uh, ask, how did you uh, know that we were coming? It seems like as soon as we uh, jumped here, we were immediately jumped onto... <laughs> Well, just real quick, like it's probably been like a few hours since you guys. Oh, arrived. oh, okay. <laughs> we got there, and then suddenly, just like you know, no, Alex did say, I, like, I, I while you're shopping too. and walking around, oh, we were okay. approached by All right. Feeks. All right, that's fair. Ignore that. I never said it was Feeks. It sure sounded like him. Yeah, it was Feeks. Devoth just makes all of his rat folk crew members talk like that now. <laughs> he just likes Feeks, it, so know, he makes them all do it. Yeah, I really like what you're doing there. Teach everyone else to talk like that. <laughs> talk like what? <laughs> yeah, skip that up. <laughs> oh, okay, good. It's just a shopping trip. I hope that my little port has everything you're looking for. Now, from what I've heard... This tyrant guy is not just a big deal. He is the type of guy that absolutely breaks the status quo. I'm not opposed to a little chaos, but even I have my limits. Let's put it this way. Nucha looks right at him and says, You should probably be shitting your pants. And now I know what you're thinking. You're a king. You don't shit your pants for anybody. You should probably be shitting your pants, King Devoth. Alright, first off... It's Hurricane King Devoth. And second, this is me assessing the situation. You don't need to assume what my reaction might be. Believe it or not, I am very concerned about what this guy might do should you lot fail. I'm telling you, whether you want to believe us or not, you're not doing enough. He has the ability that he could wipe out your entire city in an instant engulfed in radiant fire. If I can uh, uh, step in here, uh, we're we're not against you, uh, Devoth. Uh, what my friend is saying is coming from a place of... Uh, <laughs> uh, we've seen 
very large cities uh, collapse in front of us. Uh, <laughs> uh, by no means is this a... Uh, uh, saying anything about your uh, force or anything like that. No, I, I have no hostilities with you, Hurricane King. But you said you are making your assessment. This is as truthful as I can possibly be about the situation with you. Well, you don't mince words. I'll give you that. I suppose I should send someone up there to get a better sense of how the winds are blowing. I would uh, <laughs> uh, start off with the uh, last wall. Uh, that that would probably be your uh, <laughs> best place of interest. You seem more out of the loop than I am down here. Last wall isn't last wall anymore. We all just call it the Deadlands now. That's not where I'd send someone for information. At least, not someone I like. Uh, to assess the damages, to see what the uh, radius would look like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, any any number of things, I guess. I'm more interested in fucking killing this guy than playing defense. <laughs> uh, that's fair. I think you would be best served in see, working with other nations, because it, it is going to take most of Galarian to survive this. Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. I don't know where you guys have been these past few weeks, but even down here in the shackles, this has become quite the international crisis. Different nations are reacting differently, and there's conflicting reports of events flying around everywhere. It's been difficult to get an accurate assessment of the situation, but I've always been more of a uh, proactive problem solver myself. <laughs> holds up, Chip. Yeah, holds up, Chip. <laughs> so I'll let you get back to your shopping. I guess I'll have my people be in touch once I've gotten a few things ready. Best of luck with that. Is that something we should wait around for? Oh, no, you go do your thing. Whether it's you or the Knights of Ozum or some other nation that's being more decisive here, we are not exactly neighbors, but we'll do what we can to assist. Excellent. As Uhtred said, we'll need all the help that we can get. Your Majesty. Yes, well, I'd rather give it and have it not be needed than the other way around. Especially if even half the rumors I've been hearing are true. Well, whether you, you give it or not, Tarbafan is not the type that will ever be satisfied by a border, so you will have to use it one way or another. Right, well, that's why I'm using it. You're a real ray of sunshine, aren't you? <laughs> Sorry, kind of trying to deal with a lot of stuff. Try ruling a country sometime. No, no thank you. Well then, you're dismissed. Feel free to continue enjoying the comforts of my city, and don't steal anything. <laughs> Nervous laughter. Pirate city of the Pirate King says don't steal anything. <laughs> Christ. Fuck, I want to grab like the fruit bowl on the way out now. <laughs> Quick, Greater Delbert, get us out of here. <laughs> into somebody else's grab. kitchen if you want him to hunt you to the ends of the earth just grab chip and teleport out oh no that must <laughs> we should turn this campaign into a running from Devoth campaign <laughs> bring chip to like Tarbefon's bedroom just let let the problem take care of itself. <laughs> let the problem take care of itself. <laughs> Just toss it into Gallowspire and let Devoth go get it. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Let's not do that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not. I will not be the one to go steal Chip. <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, you guys leave, I assume, or you just stand there and post up in his fucking room. Yeah. Nah, uh, I mean Valbar's been staring at him the whole time, so yeah, gets his balance back after we turn away. That's a that's quite the game you're playing. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, Feeks, uh, he's he's waiting for you outside of the fortress. And he brings you back down the road in the carriage, and then he brings you back across the lagoon, and uh, you're able to finish up your shopping. You know what we should have done is pulled a uh, uh, Big Lebowski. Yeah, he said take any rug in the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so where do you guys go next, Regenus? Oh, uh, well, uh, I think our uh, uh, Valspar had an idea to go to that cool sounding name Quantium. Valbar Valbar was it Quantium Qu- oh <laughs> uh, can you just uh, describe it a little bit just so that way I can uh, uh, mentally get it in my mind <laughs> as he describes it as vividly I- <laughs> as possible now <laughs> Valbar recounts a childhood memory of wandering the streets of Quantium for you okay yeah, I'll give it to you <laughs> uh our genus uh, teleports us to there. So you guys go to Quantium, a port city on the Obari Ocean, uh, is the capital of the nation of Nex. The city prides itself on its diversity. Xenophobia is frowned upon. The city has many palaces, hanging gardens, and open-air mazes, as well as several reputable universities of arcane magic and lore. The city's magnificence, magnific, magnificence has been compared with Opara in Taldor and Sothis in Osirian. There are many statues of the Archmage Nex and the heroes who helped him forge the kingdom that still bears his name. Was that us? I don't remember that campaign. <laughs> it might have been. Uh, it was just a, a few years ago that that happened. Um, two huge golems, one green, one red, silently circle the city's perimeter. Uh, as they have for more than four millennia. It was prophesied that they will defend the city in times of great need, but in the current age of lost omens, no prophecy can be considered to be reliable. Oh, Teolith would be absolutely drooling at the sight of those things. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, well, we don't have any uh, past AP uh, uh, supply of PCs waiting for you here, so we have any specific... Things to do in or talk about Quantium? No. Uh, I'd just like to go exploring. Yeah. Walk around a bit, check out the town, and and continue on. I sort of think, is there... It was weird for me to get summoned by Devoth. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen here as well? Or... Doesn't seem to. Oh, interesting. Well, uh... <laughs> uh if we're... Uh, if we're ready to go, maybe we do uh, talk to the Pirate Lord King here. Quantanium! <laughs> do you think Mr. Quantum would see us? I don't see why not. We could <laughs> we could just pop into his kitchen. Because that would be kind of cool if we went in a shopping mission, but also like a... Recruiting. You know, just while we're here. Doing the rounds, yeah. visiting kings. Yeah. 
I mean, although as far as like the official lore is concerned, we're about on the power level of most rulers or stronger than most rulers of actual kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can just leave a note. You know what I mean? Like a... Because it feels... We got lucky with the Voth, but it feels like if we just show up and we request audience with the king, like that might be, you know, overstepping or something. <laughs> like, hey, listen, we're here now and we're shopping. Give us your king. We got to talk to him. <laughs> but yeah, that that's actually a real offer. I, I think that we should uh, go see if we can uh, talk to whoever runs this place. But what I'm saying is maybe we get an audience later. Maybe we can just, you know, explain it. Like, hey, you know, there's trouble over over yonder. And like, it could be trouble for you. Let's, I don't know. let's keep but- in touch. It seems like we have a bit of a time constraint here, and okay, outside of visiting old PCs, that's not really something that we need to be too concerned with. All right, yep, sounds good with me. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, the more the merrier type deal. But I agree. Let's shop and get the hell out of here. All right, where to next? Well, there's there's Absalom, there's West oh, right, Crown, that, there's Opera. Um, let's go with Absalom. All right. Um. For more than 4,000 years, Absalom has been the city at the center of the world, a metropolis-sized showcase of the greatest treasures in all Galarian. The importance and influence of Absalom upon the inner sea and the whole of Galarian cannot be overstated. The city not only holds a key strategic position for both commercial and military endeavors in the region, but encompasses the site of the ascension of four deities, and claims to have been found by none other than the last Islanti, the god Aridon. It is not without reason that the passage of time throughout the inner sea region is counted in Absalom Reckoning. Fuck Aridon. Uh, a city the size of Absalom could not function as a single cohesive unit. It's actually like a mega metropolis. Uh, this has been, thus, it has been divided or split naturally over time into eleven distinct districts, each a city unto itself, both in terms of sheer population and overall atmosphere, and each having its own district council to run its day-to-day affairs. From the high-class havens of the Petal and Ivy districts to the dangerous and destitute districts of the Puddles and Precipice quarter. Absalom's districts run the gamut of both the economic and social spectra. Additionally, austere monuments of historical and spiritual significance draw thousands of people to the Ascendant Court and Wise Quarter on a daily basis. Do they have a Hunger Games type situation? That's what it sounds like. (laughs) No, these districts do not uh, draw children randomly to have them fight to the death. Yeah, okay. Located within Absalom is the Starstone Cathedral, arguably the holiest location in all the world. The Starstone Cathedral is a monument to divinity. The massive structure was created by Aridon when he raised the Starstone from the depths of the inner sea in one in year one AR, and the relic ha- is believed to rest within to this day. The cathedral stands on a stone column in the center of a wide and seemingly bottomless pit at the heart of Absalom's central Ascendant Court district. Four bridges span the chasm, each representing one of the four ascended gods who attain divinity at this site. In order for their ascendancy, Aridon, Norgorber, Caden Kalian, and Iomedae, 
though the bridge of Aridin collapsed in a massive earthquake in 4698 after the year after years of poor care by the dead god's aging clergy, uh, kind of fittingly. Uh, no one knows for certain what lies within the cathedral itself, as only a few brave or lucky souls have returned from a failed attempt at the test of the Starstone. Those who have entered the cathedral and returned to tell of it describe a place where magic does not function properly, and which regularly changes its configuration, challenges, and guardians. Uh, but to conquer the test of the Starstone is to navigate its interior, uh, where you will eventually find... The Starstone itself, a large hunk of meteorite, according to legend, merely touching the Starstone will ascend you to divinity. Uh, you may recall that Mariana described a very similar uh, deific uh, stone falling from the heavens that created the Kumaru tree. Like the Kumaru tree was like a lesser version of the Starstone. But nonetheless, a very powerful uh, and important relic. What does Thelias reckon his chances would be? Probably 50 50. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Starstone Cathedral is this just gigantic uh, structure in the center of Absalom, uh, with this huge stone tower. Uh, reaching into the heavens uh, from the like very like Roman architecture that the exterior seems to hold. Not that Roman architecture means anything to Pathfinder characters, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys can do. It sounds like a nearly infinite amount of shopping here in Absalom. So yeah, go to it. I walk up to the uh, first shop that I see. And I'm just poking around, and I don't see anything that I want. But I ask the shopkeeper, hey, uh, I'm new to this city, and I'm looking for something kind of like this. And I pull off my talisman of, what is it called? Uh, Greater Talisman of Healing Power. Greater Talisman of Healing Power. I I hold it up, and uh, do you know where I could find anything like this? And then the shopkeep (laughs) reaches down under the counter and pulls up perfectly matching one like oh yeah exactly (laughs) what are the odds how much is it Twenty four thousand gold Uh, i go through my purse of course i have a purse and uh i pay "Eh, there's no chance you have two of them do you i I would like to wear three around my neck (laughs) pulls up a second matching one you're like a three chain kind of guy you're a three talisman kind of guy yeah exactly Reaches behind Three your thousand. ear, pulls out a third. <laughs> wow, what are the chances? <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's how awesome. I, I was going to have him. I was going to have him hiss and say, "Get out of my shop!" But, uh, but that's even better. So Thalias now has three greater talismans of healing power uh, hanging from his neck, each one with the ability to give him a uh, cure serious wounds spell. Uh, immediately upon him reaching half his health. They will activate one at a time. Yep. Uh, So you wouldn't get all three going on uh, with one go. Like if you you reached half health, then one would activate. If after 
getting healed, you're still beneath half health, another will activate. If you're still beneath half health, another will activate. Uh, but otherwise, only one will activate if it brings you up to uh, above half. Gotcha. Uh, it's cure critical wounds, which is better. Uh, so that's uh, 4d8 plus the caster level is on these. Seven. Usually it is, yes. Um, you should give me the spinal tap version. One that goes up to 11. <laughs> Beyond that, uh, anyone who wants to give me a diplomacy check as you are uh, moving about the city and conversing with the locals. 36. Get on my level, nerds. Valbar, what did you get? A red 29. 29. Don't you have a a pretty big bonus on that? I'm surprised (laughs) to hear that you got a 29. (laughs) Uh, 29. (laughs) Wait, really? Damn. The license is in the zone. You can't be stopped. (laughs) <laughs> Found exactly what he wanted. Times two in his first shop. I gotta start putting more ranks in fucking diplomacy. Jesus. You. Well, Valbar seems like he could carry the weight of diplomacy for us. <laughs> yeah, for real. Roll higher than a one. I have a negative one in diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have more context in the, the Devoth encounter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... So, 36 and 29 were pretty good. So, I'm going to tell you about the Cairnlands. The inevitable result of over four millennia of warfare and countless unsuccessful sieges on the walls of Absalom. The region around the city is known as the Cairnlands, and is filled with ruined siege engines and battlements. In addition to these rotting relics of war, the landscape is scattered with stone barrows, shallow graves, and makeshift tombs for those who fell in battle far from their native soil. Uh, So it's like just this like no man's land wasteland surrounding this uh, like otherwise monument to humanity uh, of Absalom uh, with a 36 and a 29 another 29 um you guys hear an interesting rumor that an undead army led by Tarbafan has been spotted gathering at the edge of the cairnlands oh shit uh fuck we should probably get out of here before this whole place erupts in radiant fire well what what's here like i don't think he's here just because this is the biggest city he already thinks he's better than the gods. And what's sitting here in Absalom? The gods. The star stone. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's what I was going to say. What are you getting at, Matt? If I'm Tarbafan, the next step is to become a god. And there's a nice convenient way to do it right here. Oh, I see. You think he's going to try and solve the maze? I was half expecting you to say, you think he's going to try and buy another talisman like mine? actually it wouldn't even now that you mention it it probably wouldn't be that he probably could like just radiant fire the place well see that's what i'm not sure like he could radiant the fire the place and then try and find the star stone in the wreckage but because the radiant fire kind of uses the power of the kumaru which is kind of the same power as the star stone even on a lesser degree There'd be like some uh, interference. Yeah, either that or I wonder if he'd be worried about it actually destroying the Starstone. Unless 
if there was also another way to create a destructive power utilizing the Starstone. Oh, like instead of the... Instead of Kumaru powered, it'd be Starstone powered. Radiant Fire 2. Yeah. <laughs> That's possible. Um, I like how there's just WMDs just strewn about the whole fucking place. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Galarian. <laughs> so, yeah. A, a lot of... Uh, a lot of possibilities with uh, uh, tied to that rumor. Um, none of them are good. And... Yeah, like the pe- the people that you've heard this rumor from, uh, they they certainly seem, you know, concerned about this news. But uh, at the same time, the like the Cairnlands themselves are a testament to Absalom's uh, tenacity and the the defenses of the city itself. Um, you you even like a couple people like even spell that out like while you guys know the you know the finer details of the radiant fire better than most uh the rumors of tarbefon's super weapon even in like vague terms has spread around by now and a lot of people are like well like i don't think he would want to risk blowing the city up and also destroying the starstone so he would probably try to take the city uh, with an invasion. With an army he's building? Yes. Uh, and like, that's that's not good news either, but that's something that the city is famous for withstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely concerning. It's got a lot of people talking. Uh, nobody's like, nobody's writing it off. Nobody's like, ah, it's fine. Um, but people do seem very confident in, uh, the city's uh, reputation. Yeah, but how often do they have to defend against an army of undead? Yeah. It's probably happened several times, actually. In 4,000 years of uh, powerful people trying to take over the city, that's that's probably happened a couple times. It's probably not good when it happens, though. It's probably not, you know. Well, I mean, as long as they, they've done it before, like... Then I'm less concerned. Yeah, we beat the Brits before, but... (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, that is probably distressing news, but there's not a whole lot to do about it right now. Yeah, just keep that in the back of our minds, that uh, we're going to have to deal with this. Yep. But uh, yeah, I guess it's time to uh, to pack it in and uh, move on. Yep. Where are we going for our last, uh, last metropolis? Our genus? Uh, I think that's all I can travel to. I mean, you just have the one teleport left to get back to yeah. Yuli's Pan? All right, well, <clears throat> that's fine. Uh, I feel like that's probably better to leave Absalom for last with that little uh, surprise. All right, so, yeah, with that, you guys teleport back to, I assume, Mariana's Kitchen. <laughs> Where else would we go? Exactly. <laughs> yep. uh, and she... Uh, she jumps in surprise at your sudden appearance. Oh, oh, jeez. Why do you scream like that? <laughs> You're going to give somebody a heart attack. I didn't scream, Arginus. I jumped in surprise. Oh, uh, well, then that must have been me. <laughs> <laughs> if you insist on continuing to 
teleport directly into my home. I'm going to start taking measures to prevent this from happening. It really is quite rude. <laughs> Our genus Snickers. Well, I hope that you had a an eventful day of whatever it is you are off doing. Uh, not to say that I, I hold it against you that you were off doing personal errands. I just gave you very distressing news about your opals, or about your Kumaru traces. Yeah, that was distressing. She, she nailed that. I'm still distressed. Oh, on a, uh, on a lighter note, um, why don't I cook, uh, tonight? <laughs> uh, I, I have something very special in store. <laughs> oh, all right, Arginus. And, uh, why don't you, uh, bring along, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe about, uh, 30 other people. If, uh, anybody that you wish. I don't know how large you think my home is, Arginus, but that is, uh, over maximum capacity. The fire marshal will never allow it. We can go outside. We can have a picnic. <laughs> Elias has no idea what the fuck Arginus is up to right now. I don't know. Last time we had a picnic, it kind of didn't go so nicely. <laughs> I love how each, each thing gets consequently ruined. It's like, I used to love picnics, but now... <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're if you're the one cooking, Argina, sure we can eat outside. Save me the trouble. I assume you'll be flexing. Oh, uh, I am! I am absolutely flexing the cauldron. Ah, the cauldron. Okay, this makes more sense now. Can you just picture him, like, <laughs> over this bubbling cauldron, looking like just so like so well put together? Yeah, <laughs> just. Air slightly slicked back, you know, the wind is just like unfolding it just a little bit. Make him look a little bit insane. He's got a he's got a suit in and tie. Alright, uh Arginus, why don't you uh why don't you describe what this uh cauldron can do? Oh uh this enchanted iron pot can produce nourishing simple fare sufficient to feed up to thirty-six people per day upon command once per week it can also be commanded to create a hero's feast for up to 12 people the cauldron needs uh, neither fire nor ingredients to uh, produce food it does so instantly upon command and well, that's fun. hero's feast real quick on that um you bring forth a great feast, including a magnificent table, chairs, service, and food and drink. The feast takes one hour to consume, and the beneficial effects do not set in until this hour is over. Every creature partaking of the feast is cured of all sickness and nausea, receives the benefits of both neutralized poison and removed disease, and gains 1d8 temporary hit points, plus one per two caster levels uh, after imbibing the nectar-like beverage that is part of the feast, the ambrosial food grants each creature that partakes a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls and will saves and a plus four bonus on saving throws against poison and fear effects for 12 hours. Sweet, but 12 hours? Shouldn't we have eaten this some other time? Well, that is the hero's feast function, which, which can only happen once per week. Yes. Ah, Other I see. Otherwise, it can create nourishing food for up to 36 people every day. Gotcha. 
I thought he was blowing his load right here, right now, because he got his new toy. All right, perfect. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, cool. So, our genus uh, whips up a uh, a feast, but not a hero's version, just a regular feast. Just, just a normal feast. Mm-hmm. And our genus and uh, Marina, she she makes she makes a few calls and gets some neighbors over, some colleagues from uh, the academy, and. Uh, yeah, she gets a she gets a, a good amount of people over here, and it just kind of turns into a little fiesta, having an impromptu neighborhood barbecue. Hell yeah! <laughs> and of course, you know, uh, Arjun has been noting the foods that have been placed in front of him, so he's like trying to produce those. This uh, like he's trying to figure out the iron pot, but like you know, I think I think he's figured out the uh, uh, the local cuisine. Oh, okay. So he's going for. He's going for uh, traditional Mexican cuisine. Exactly. All right. I believe it's traditional Tallulian. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> just, just pizza all over the place. Every type of pizza. <laughs> pizza. <laughs> you guys are gonna love what comes out of this cauldron. <laughs> I call it hot and ready. <laughs> like cheesy crust. <laughs> it's my new creation. Red sticks. <laughs> you might be wondering what's in the cauldron. <laughs> Nothing but raspberry sauce. <laughs> Melba everywhere. Eat up, everyone. <laughs> oh, I could go for some of that. All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, you guys just kind of end up having a nice, a nice evening. Um, Marina approaches Arginus and she says. Uh, well, I, I hope you won't uh, blame me for uh, d- doubting the the quality of this uh, dinner you uh, offered to cook our genus, but I must admit it is uh, it is quite good. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, I I've learned from the best, really. <laughs> That's you. She smiles for a moment, but then like she she seems upset. The kitchen thing still. <laughs> it's pretty. She takes rude. a breath and she kind of like looks around and like see if anybody's eavesdropping. She says, oh, "Well, our genus, I there is something I need to tell you. I haven't been completely honest with you. Uh, I have a very shameful secret that has been eating away at me ever since you arrived in Yoli's Pan." Oh, can it be uh, <laughs> uh, any worse than our souls being disintegrated? Well, I guess I'll tell you about it next week oh, on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Oh, that's a rude one. Damn it. See ya! <laughs> See ya. See ya. Yeah, you didn't have to end it the way, Alex. That was especially rude. <laughs>